Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, K.O.R. Hodges, and I'm hoping you're having a great, great, great day. This is coming out um a little bit later than I wanted it to. I I was kind of thinking about just kind of talking about the news that was the U.S. Open Cup stuff, and I want to get to that in a minute. And then the schedule came out, and then I was trying to figure out if I wanted to wait on more schedule or more U.S. Open Cup news, and it became a whole thing. So uh, I just I wanted to kind of talk through it all now that we have kind of an idea. Um, first things first, I want to talk about the schedule. And the schedule, I'm literally just going to run through the schedule. And I'm going to kind of talk about some key points. And yeah, we're going to go from there. Schedule starts off with three straight away games. Uh, March 9th at Phoenix Rising, the defending champions, which are only getting better. Then we're going up to Hartford, Connecticut to take on one of our former uh, players, former fan favorites, Anderson Asiadu, on March 23rd. Then we are going up to Lynn Family Stadium, which I know a lot of people love to make that away day. So March 30th, circle that one at Louisville City. Then we get Loudoun United at home on April 7th. So first April match day, we get a nice little home game. Then Sunday, that uh, that was Sunday, April 7th. And then we go next Sunday, we're away again to North Carolina. And then we're at Miami. Our next home game is April 27th versus Memphis 901 FC, who is now in the West. So this is the only time we will play them unless we play them in the U.S. Open Cup. So, in the first one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches, we have two home games. And then we have another home game uh, versus FC Tulsa on May 4th. And then on May 11th, we are at Tampa Bay. May 15th, on a Wednesday, we are here at home versus Charleston Battery, which ought to be a fun one. Then on May 25th, we are at Sacramento Republic, which I... <laughs> um, if you're at Birmingham Legion, like uh, it says on the schedule at S- Sacramento Republican, that uh, just just check that out. <laughs> on June first, we go away to El Paso. Uh, June 9th, we are at home to Indy Eleven. On June nineteenth, we are host to San Antonio FC with who has Juan Aguadelo now. Juan Aguadelo just signed with San Antonio FC just earlier today as I record this. Then we go away on a Tuesday. Can they do it on a rainy or sunny day? A Tuesday in Detroit. We'll find out. It will be on June 25th. That will be away to Detroit. I'm thinking about going to that one. Something to think about. And then back at home, June 29th, Louisville City. Then we go away from home on July 6th at Charleston Battery. So if you want to do a little 4th of July plans, I'm just saying, going down to Charleston uh, for 4th of July, it's a great time. Trust me. Then we get to play host to Colorado Springs. Then July 17th on a Wednesday, circle it, big letters, do everything you can to be there. Kano Smith, Gabriel Alves come back to town with Rhode Island FC. That one should be fun. Then we go out to Isotope Park at New Mexico United, Saturday, July 20th. 
And then we have Orange County at home. Then we have Hartford at home. Anderson and Seadu comes home. And then we go out to Monterey Bay. And then on a Friday, we get Detroit City back here, Friday, August 16th. Finally, we get Detroit, or sorry, Pittsburgh Riverhounds on Saturday, August 24th. We get them at home. It reminds me of Paw Patrol, according to that one video, which was hilarious. Um, at Rhode Island FC uh, for August 31st. Then we get into September, a long break. September 11th, Wednesday, we have Tampa Bay at home. Then Saturday, we are at Loudoun. Uh, for the 14th, and then on September 22nd, uh, we are uh, have Miami at home. September 28th, we are at Pittsburgh. Sunday, August 6th, we have North Carolina at home. October 13th, we have Las Vegas at home. Uh, and then our last two matches are away with Indy 11 on the 19th and the Roots on the 26th. So if I've done some math right, we have six Sunday matches this year, which, you know, for what it is, not the worst thing in the world. And while we do start off away from home a good bit, like like I've mentioned, we have a lot of matches away from home. This summer, when kids are out of school, when you want to pile as many people into the stadium because, again, kids do not have the same bedtimes we don't have anything like we're having them at home. This isn't like when we had the stupid world games or whatever. And I know somebody's going to say the world games were not stupid. It was a great time, but for Legion purposes, it was bad. <laughs> um, we get the summer to us and this doesn't include the U S open cup, which I will get there. Um, we're looking at a fun summer. We're looking at some fun matches. I know for me personally, and this is just kind of me, I'm looking at when, like, I am done teaching, right? So, uh, which, if you are looking for an away day with your kids, here's what you're looking at. May 25th, away to Sacramento. June 1st, away to El Paso. Then you have June 25th, away to Detroit City. I'm kind of eyeballing that one. Uh, Saturday, away, uh, July 6th, away to Charleston Battery. And then you have to go down to July 20th, away to New Mexico, if you want to go out west. And then August 10th, away to Monterey Bay. That one's pushing it. I, your kids will probably be, be back in school. But if not, if you want to just kind of push it a little bit, hey, try it. I, that one's fun. There's some decent away days in there. This doesn't include, obviously, your Louisville cities. I would love to go to Phoenix Rising. I think that they are a fun time, but cannot go to that one, obviously. Um, also, going up to North Carolina, uh, not as far as you think. Um, so, n something to consider there as well. Now, let's talk about the U.S. Open Cup. If you have not been following along with the U.S. Open Cup, basically... MLS last Friday announced that they were going to be pulling their first teams out of competition, which means, like, if you want to understand what that means, if this would have happened last year, Legion would have played would have played the basically Carolina. I think they call them Crown or Crown Legacy, which is basically, uh, oh my gosh, uh, Charlotte, uh, Charlotte FC two. We would have played Inter-Miami FC 
two, we would not have played the first teams. We would have played the second teams. And that was a big, big deal. So what they were originally planning to do, like I said, was play the reserve teams where, again, like I said, Legion would be playing the two teams if they were to make it that far. And I understand that you can still market it as Birmingham Legion is facing MLS opposition. Let's be kind of transparent here. I'm going to go to the Birmingham Legion versus Atlanta United match. Obviously, I'm addicted to this team. But this is not the later in the preseason friendly that we get so we might get a lot more of those trialists we got might get a lot more rotation this is not going to be maybe not the hard on like pin down this is going to be the starting 11 going into next week that we normally get with Atlanta United that doesn't mean that it's not going to be fun that doesn't mean that it's not going to be entertaining that doesn't mean you're not going to be able to see some superstars you are but it's not going to be quite the same. Now, with these reserve teams, there are some good players there. There are good players there, but they're not MLS. And we saw what kind of crowd came out for those MLS games. And I, I wrote an article, and it was okay. I I was just kind of getting some thoughts out, and it, it ended up being a little bit messy, and, I, and whatever. Um, the biggest thing for me is that it it just wouldn't draw the same. It just wouldn't. And yes, you can still market it as such, but people don't know who Crown Legacy is. Like they know who Charlotte FC is. They don't know they they don't understand that Inter Miami FC two it, it's kind of the same thing, but everybody sees the two. And as they should, it's not the same. They what MLS want to do was degrade the competition. And it makes sense for their part. The winning team gets $300,000. Uh, I, I could be wrong here, and someone from wherever can correct me, but I've read the CBA for USL a few times, unfortunately. <laughs> and I don't think there's any any kind of reward. I don't think there's anything like that for winning uh, the league. I don't think there's any prize money. If there is, there's definitely not any prize money to like the order that you win it unless you win it all. In the U.S. in the U.S. Open Cup, there is the last remaining D two uh, team is going to be the team that gets the twenty five thousand dollars, which is a huge deal. That's another player you don't have to sell to stay alive. Um, the winning team getting three hundred thousand dollars, getting three hundred thousand dollars is huge. That's one of the biggest transfers in USL history. Meanwhile. That's some that's some players' wages in MLS. There's a reason why MLS didn't care about the competition because financially it did not matter to them. But think about how much eighteen thousand people mattered to Legion. Really think about that. Getting eighteen thousand people through the door in Birmingham, Alabama. Think how much both recognition. And just money, 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 money that meant to Birmingham Legion FC. That meant a lot. Getting fourteen or 12,000 people, whichever one it was, through the door in Birmingham for Charlotte. Think about how much that meant to the club. 
14,000 people doesn't mean the same thing to MLS as it does the USL, and that's just the facts, and that's why MLS doesn't care. The USSF, the US, uh, the US Soccer Federation, basically came out and said, nah, you're not going to do that. And so far, we haven't seen the retaliation from uh, MLS. We haven't heard any, like, oh, we're, we're going to get you. Uh, like, we're going to do it anyway. Um, we haven't seen any of that. Although I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. And I, I just kind of wanted to just mention that because some of you aren't on soccer internet all the time, and that's fair. Um, if you didn't know about the U.S. Open Cup thing, this is like a shock. Like, what? How could they do that? Because I I know several of you follow MLS teams. That's fine. I follow uh, FC Cincinnati. I've talked about this before. Um, I was at their some of their inaugural matches in the USL, their first every year. I also was at pretty much their entire U.S. Open Cup run. It was back in 2017. It was fun. It was so much fun. And the biggest thing was it, it was so organic. It was so nice during the USL days. And then it went to MLS, and it wasn't the same. I could not support the sa- the team the same way as I could Legion. And some of that's own backyard. That's your local club. I get that. But another part of it is, is that what you get in the USL is so organic. Think about what happens when you go onto the field after a game and get autographs. Think about your kids getting to go onto the field. They're, that would never happen in MLS. Just think about that. Also, it wouldn't happen if we had turf or if we had grass. And I understand some people miss the autograph alley, but I think what we have right now is so much better. And I know people want grass, but also the after the after the game getting onto the field is the coolest thing ever to me. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Just just kind of something to think about. Um but MLS, you don't get that experience. You don't get that same connection. Think about after the game when you see players going around and shaking hands, signing autographs, taking pictures and at the Birmingham Legion level. You don't really get that in MLS. They go around, they go to the support section, they do their little thank you, thank you, clap, 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 hi, thank you, thank you so much for supporting. And then they maybe go around the stadium, they'll probably find a child, throw him a jersey, and then take a picture and then go away. At the USL, that's kind of unacceptable. And it's so rich. And the USL isn't perfect. They've made a lot of mistakes. They've been just as greedy. They've been just as uh, vulturish as MLS has. Look at uh, Chattanooga and some of that situation. Um, That's, I mean, that's just how it is. But also, I just think that I, I just cannot imagine the USL trying to destroy the oldest competition in soccer in the US. And I think the third oldest in the world. Unreal. And I don't know. It's just the kind of something that just really blew my mind. Could you imagine what last year would have felt like with kind of the losses we had, the inconsistency we had? Could you imagine if we didn't have the Inter-Miami night or the Charlotte night? I mean, seriously, could you imagine what last season would have felt like if we didn't have those runs? Like, we were pretty miserable at times uh, because of the form that the team was in. 
imagine if we didn't have the U.S. Open Cup run to hold on to. I go back and listen to the audio I recorded with Birmingham Legion versus Inter-Miami, which if you haven't heard that, check it out. It's literally, I put a recorder, I put my microphone on the ground and recorded every single minute of the game. Every single minute of the game I recorded. And it's just so fun to relive it. Even though it did not go the way we wanted, it was so much fun to relive it. Um, and that's part of the magic of the cup. And I hope we do it again. Like I said, US, uh, USSF, uh, US Soccer Federation, denied it. They said, nah, you can't do that. So hopefully we can move on and everything will be just fine. But I wouldn't be shocked if there's more twist in the tail, if you will. Um, I kind of mentioned Juan Agudelo uh, being gone to San Antonio, and I saw some people kind of freaking out. Listen, listen, Legion have, I, I can't really remember the time where Legion was the team that was making the insane signings from the very first minute and just kept it going throughout the offseason. This club is all about maintaining a core and building it, building upon a core. And we talked about how this core is really good. Um, I think that this is a team that doesn't have a whole lot of spots to fill. I think, well, if there's a striker on the way, if there's a certified goal scorer that's name is not Nico Brett, then that's exciting. If we don't sign a striker, I'm kind of okay. Tabor to take a Preston is really, really good. I think you're looking for a right back, some maybe extra fullback depth, and I think this team's going to be fine. I'm happy with what this team is. You obviously got to fill out the roster, but also open up the roster and play some youth. There's a reason why they're doing these open tryouts to see if there's any like just kind of young players that kind of slip through the cracks. I don't know. Uh, I. I think that this team is in an okay place. Just remember that signings are probably done. I can 99.99% sure guarantee you that there are signings that are done that they just can't announce yet. You have to remember, it's not as simple as pen touches, pen touches paper. You know, ink is on paper and suddenly they just make a graphic and go. There's a lot more that has to happen behind the scenes in order to get all sorts of stuff done between like federation and league approvals and all sorts of other medical things and trying to find players, uh, places to live or trying to get medicals. Did I say medicals? I don't know. Uh, try to get players green cards or see if they have green cards or get them work visas, stuff like that. That stuff matters. And that's why it's not as, it's not like there was, there's a, like the social media person has their fingers ready to go. And the moment the pen touches the paper, they're just tweeting stuff out. They're like, he's home. He's here. It's not how it works. I can guarantee you that there are at least one multiple big signings on the way. And it's going to be okay. Don't freak out. This team is going to be fine. But hey, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Till next time, guys. Keep hammering on.